All right, today we're going to be talking about the Tunguska event, also known as the Tunguska Incident. Let's talk about it on the Paranormal Mind Podcast. Y'all are still in my thunder. Y'all can go. <laughs> God, I want to cuss so bad right now. Uh, you have a soundboard. Yeah, let me find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so really you made a sound effect with your mouth because you couldn't find the right spot. And well, you said that I, you are the out. expert sound mixer. I am. I'm a, I'm a professional. Oh, okay. Clearly. I, can, I can see that. I mean... Yeah, that's a look. Look, whenever uh, people made fun of me for saying that, like, I had been doing uh, paranormal investigating professionally, like, all that you have to do to be a professional anything is get paid for it. That is true. And that makes you a professional. So, jokes on you. People pay me to do this. And boys, who's the real dummy? We've made five (laughs) dollars. Yeah, we've made five bucks. So I'm a professional podcaster now. That's right. (laughs) Oh God, dude! I want to pass out in this chair. (laughs) We've done it. We've made it, boys. (laughs) Anyway, let's jump right into this episode of the Paranormal Mind. On the morning of June 30th, 1908, an explosion with a force of approximately 12 megatons occurred near the Tunguska River in Russia. And there's another word before the Tunguska, but I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Do it. Okay, if you want to look it it up, do it. it. I'm not doing it. it. Let me see it. Do it. Let me see it. Yeah, let's see if you can do it, okay? So that way you're saving me. Let me get the sound bite ready. Yeah. Uh huh. Go ahead. Do, Do it. it. <laughs> Do it. Now you see my. Now Do you it. know my pain. Pakamanaya. What did he say? Hey. I'm pretty sure that was accurate. Maybe. Any, are there any Russians? Not even listen? close. Anybody in Russia that can confirm? Say it again. Pakamanaya. <laughs> I wasn't looking at it that time. So I just made that up. <laughs> All right, so anyway, you get the gist, all right? It was 12 megatons that occurred near the Tunguska River. What is that equivalent to? That's what I was wondering. I, I was know. like, that's so such a large number. <laughs> so so it's, it's estimated that this explosion flattened around 80 million trees over an area of 2,150 square kilometers of forest. Witnesses suggest that at least three people may have died as a result of the explosion. Now, let me tell you real quick, three is not a bad no, number no, when for that, 80 million damn trees. That surface were, area? Yeah. yeah. Even though it's still bad. I mean, Every life is precious. Every life is precious. I get it. <laughs> I can't say what I was going to say there because I was like, I don't feel like this is equal to what it should have been. We need more people. Yeah. <laughs> of course you would say that. More people should have died. <laughs> 
No, but I mean, three people. And, oh, but the math ain't again, math in here. No, then, then again, there could have been a lot more people, but everything was obliterated, so they had yeah. no clue uh, where these true. people were. There's probably a lot of missing people. And it was disintegrated. Plus, like, like Russia is like a lot of unpopulated area and then very small populated It's area, also so. Russia, too, so they probably weren't actually counting. They were just walking and be like, Oh, there's one. And I bet you everybody probably just survived it because Russians are tough. Yeah. They oh, are. They are tickle pretty in tough. My throat. They probably bullied the dead ones. Yeah. <laughs> How so, did you do that? So this explosion is thought to have been caused by a stony asteroid about 50 to 60 meters in size, which likely approached from the east-southeast at a speed of about 27 kilometers per second. Although there's no impact crater... And that's a weird thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Although there's no impact crater, it's classified as an impact event because the object is thought to have exploded at an altitude of 5 to 10 kilometers rather than hitting the Earth's surface. Hmm. The math ain't math. Right. And, And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I found that whenever I was researching this, I found it rather odd that there was no impact crater. But... Millions of trees were obliterated, but there's no crater to, there's no proof of anything. Yeah, yeah it had to go somewhere. Right. All right. So the Tunguska event is the largest impact event on record, though larger impacts have occurred in prehistoric times. An explosion of this magnitude would be capable of destroying a large metropolitan area. It has been mentioned in popular culture and has sparked real-world discussions about asteroid impact avoidance. Eyewitnesses who were in the surrounding area at the time reported that the sky split in two. Fire appeared high and wide over the forest, and the northern side of the sky was covered with fire. Can you imagine, especially in that time, 1908, can you imagine... Something like that going on. And, oh and, and again, if you were religious in, in any degree, you're like, oh, my God. This is it. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> the Savior's coming back. And then, and, then, and then right after that, like, <laughs> everything is obliterated. <laughs> yeah, it's, you and your two neighbors are dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. But it's just, can you imagine during that? I mean, even in our time, we would be like, holy hell. What? Yeah, you yeah know, for sure. It, it would be a big event, but... Still, I mean, they didn't have any way of foreseeing that happening. It was just something that happened. Now we'd probably be able to predict that it was going to happen. Yeah, we'd see it coming forever before it got here. Yeah. There's like a whole, like, section of scientists that that's all they do. Yeah, that's all they do. find all the asteroids that are going to hit the Earth. Right, right. So witnesses also reported a strong heat and noise like rocks were falling and or cannons were firing and the earth shaking and hot wind racing between the houses. <laughs> it hey. burned my face. That's why there's that's why there's no impact cuz this was just somebody dropping a big old <laughs> duke. <door. laughs> um but man, you'll throw me off every time. All right, so there was hot wind racing between the houses. The explosion registered at seismic stations across Eurasia, and airwaves from the blast were detected in Germany, Denmark, Croatia, the United Kingdom, 
Batavia, Dutch East Indies, and Washington, D.C. Say that one more time. Did you say butt? No, but whatever, Batavia, whatever. All right, but so <laughs> so so it was felt. It was felt as far as like Washington D.C. Hot wind from really. That's <laughs> anyway, man, y'all got some attention problems. Um, <laughs> so the resulting shock wave was equivalent to an earthquake measuring uh, 5.0 on the Richter magnitude scale in some places. So that's like the the highest that it could be, right? What? No. 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 Five point oh is that's kind of a little. mild well, it's, it's kind of a mid, mid it's like yeah, a mild yeah. tremble. No. Tremble? Tremble. <laughs> yeah. Here you are talking about me and my speech. It's a tremble. <laughs> anyway. You're rubbing off on me, man. Yeah, okay. It's my fault. All right. So night skies in Asia and Europe were aglow for the next few days. And there are reports of brightly lit photographs being taken at midnight in Sweden and Scotland. This sustained glowing effect was theorized to be due to light passing through high altitude ice particles that had formed at extremely low temperatures as a result of the explosion. Which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, Estimates of the energy released by the explosion have varied greatly from 3 to 30 megatons of TNT. It wasn't until more than a decade after the explosion that any scientific analysis of the region took place, in part due to a Russian mineralogist led a team to the Tunguska River Basin. (laughs) Stop looking at me. I said it right. Okay. (laughs) All right. So led a team to the Tunguska River Basin to conduct a survey for the Soviet Academy of Sciences. Although they never visited the central blast area, Kulik believed the explosion had been caused by a giant meteorite impact based on local accounts of the event. But where's the crater? Yeah. Just like, where's the baby? Where's the baby? Where's the baby? Where, where's the crater? There's no yeah. impact crater. So that kind of doesn't make any sense. You know? Yeah. If there's an explosion, it, it broke apart. You would see fragments of something somewhere, right? For sure. Yeah, there's yeah, if, if something's falling out of the sky, it's going to make a dent wherever it lands. And especially yeah. if they got a vibration on the ground right. from it uh, so far away, how do you not have a crate uh, impact point? It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's yeah. very weird. So in 1927, Kulik led a scientific expedition to the Tunguska blast site. To their surprise, they found no impact crater at ground zero. Instead, they found a zone where trees were scorched and devoid of branches, but still standing upright, which is strange. That is strange. Trees further away from the center had been partly scorched and knocked down in a direction away from the center, creating a large radial pattern of downed trees. Hmm. So that's a circular pattern, and they're still saying that there's not an impact point. Yeah. Because you would think the only other... Solution is that something grazed over the top and just kept going. Yeah, Aliens? Aliens. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, that's what I'm already thinking. Yeah. Expeditions in the 1950s and 1960s found microscopic silicate and magnetite spheres and siftings of the soil. (laughs) 
I, I it got took through it. I got through it. <laughs> I got through it, and then my voice went. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but on his forehead, there's bullets of sweat just coming. <laughs> and my fi- on my five head. Okay? You can see it if you're watching our Patreon. I'm gonna do an up close yeah. next. You better not, you <laughs> bastard. And if you guys have Patreon, you can see the picture of Shane that I mentioned in our. Yeah, make sure to zoom in six. into the back yeah, of the wall. Yeah. So um, I know we're breaking away from our talk right Mm -hmm. now but right behind josh is a blown up (laughs) picture of pufferfish shane from 28 days haunted during the sensory deprivation tank experiment and old buddy ray (laughs) thought thought it would be a great idea to frame that still it's a memory it is a memory dude but that is a horrible picture listen that was his favorite part of the whole experience I can only imagine what I look like in that thing because we all did it. I can tell you that you didn't look like a puffer fish. That's not what I saw on the TV show. I don't yeah. think you all did it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you didn't see it on the show doesn't mean it. You didn't remember, I almost happen. cut my finger off. I, re- I remember. And then you, we were trying to pour salt with that yeah. open wound. Yeah. I, t- I used a knife and I was cutting open like 50 pound bags of salt. To put in this chamber. And granted, 800 pounds we put in this chamber. And the first one, I like sliced my finger open. Bad. Yeah, it was bad. And then, and then the I, salt was getting in it. But I had to cut open 50 more, ba- 50 more bags of salt with an open wound. So I was just literally rubbing salt in my wound the whole time. Yes. Awesome. So bad. That, that sucked, too. Yeah. Just like putting all of that together was not fun yeah. either. It was really bobo, too. Not, not to be like. Oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> where'd you guys get that from? Walmart? I don't know. It was already there. And it was like, <laughs> put this together. It was probably from Amazon, if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it worked. And, and you know. Again, like Ray said, we all did it. Yeah. But I will tell you that Ray's the only one that didn't shiver like a bitch like I did. <laughs> but, yeah. but man, it was cold. Like, it was cold. Yeah. And I think it's an excellent idea and something that I would like to try one day. However, I just feel like the... Well, see, the problem was we had it outside and, like, yeah. it's, it's warm salt water. It's heated. It's like it's got its yeah. own heating pad in there. So it was right. warm. But but as soon as you walked out, Denver, Colorado, in freezing fucking October, yeah, it was horrible. Is cold, so like you get out of it, and you get out of this ninety five degree water, in right? Like Forty and then, degrees, and then Ray, I remember Ray looking at me, he's like, "Dude, are you all right?" <laughs> he was, I was shaking like a he leaf, was jiggling. <laughs> every, every every little fatty part of my body, was, especially the face, if you could tell by the picture oh, back man. there. Yeah, you man, absorbed a lot of salt. <laughs> All right, you can go like fuck a yourself. Big okay. old salt <laughs> and vinegar, <laughs> dehydrated after this experience. All right, moving on. Shriveled up. Jesus. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. We get off track, and then it always ends up with me being picked on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. All right. So similar spheres were predicted to exist in the felled trees, although they could not be detected by contemporary means. Later expeditions did identify such spheres in the resin of the trees. Chemical analysis showed that the spheres contained high proportions of nickel relative to to iron, 
leading to the conclusion that they were of extraterrestrial origin. Aliens. But extraterrestrial, that's just from, not from here, duh. But yeah, like any any meteor or whatever. I like how it's you casually, it's just extraterrestrial, it just means it's not from here, as opposed to what? Well, uh, what I'm saying is, <laughs> like, it doesn't mean aliens, it just means I mean, that, it does, though. No, it doesn't. Well, who brought it? No, dude. A meteor flying through space and going into our atmosphere is extraterrestrial. It's not in our sphere, but it, it's just a meteor that enters our airspace. It's like, that's extraterrestrial too, right? Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, uh, so chemical analysis of peat bogs from the area also revealed numerous anomalies consistent with an impact event. The isotopic signatures of carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen at the layer of the bogs corresponding to 1908 were found to be inconsistent with the isotopic ratios measured in the adjacent layers. Okay. The region of the (laughs) (laughs) bogs... That's a feat. Science class. <clears throat> yeah. The region of the bogs showed these anomalous signatures also contains an unusually high proportion of iridium, similar to the iridium layer found in the Cretaceous collagen <sighs> boundary. I was close. starting to get so boring. <laughs> you know what? Listen to me. Listen to me. I feel okay. like we're in science class. <laughs> I know. Do you want the details of the case or do you not want the details of the case? This is a lot of details. Okay, well, that's what a podcast is. You give information, right? (laughs) Feed them to us, teacher. Yeah. Y'all. Is there going to be a quiz? I'm almost done, so y'all can shut up after that. All right. (laughs) But as with any scientific investigation, not everyone agrees. Some scientists have disputed these findings, arguing that isotopic compositions (laughs) compositions <laughs> with signatures similar to those of CI and CM carbonaceous chondrites were found in Tunguska peat layers dating from the time of the explosion. But measurements performed in other laboratories have not confirmed these results. So the mystery of Tunguska explosion remains unsolved. You know what I think? I think you need to start doing those like tongue exercises <laughs> that, that actors do before, before they do scenes. How about, how about you read it then? The, I got a tongue just, exercise how about, how for about, you. How about, how about, how about you source, how about you source the material you, or you do it? Or how about our listeners source the material? Hey, that's a good idea. Why do we make them work? We should be doing the work. Well, they give us the subject and then we research it. Like we've already Clearly had they know we're not requests. doing the work. We've had numerous requests for the Mandela effect, so we have to do it. Oh, Mandela. yeah, we got to oh, do it. Yeah, that's involved, too. That's something that I've always been interested in. It's it uh, like, what did we talk about the la- a couple of episodes ago? The uh, Ricky... Ricky Ricky Tavi. Yeah, I, got- I have had a few people message me and tell me they've heard of it. Right. So. I got and cussed I heard out today because I didn't hear of it. They were like, how do you not know what this is? Yeah. I was like, well... The same I'm reason just a poor I'm boy and from his, a poor family. His cream of chicken soup. Yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> and the important the, things. This is not the Tunguska event, but 
It's just it's a impact. <laughs> so it's even bigger. This just actually has an impact point. So I it's posted. On, it's on social media. Yeah. So I posted on social media. I was. I said, you know, uh, what the hell is is cream of chicken soup? He tried to make a joke. Yeah, and, and what and, you meant to say was cream of chicken soup makes me think about chicken semen. But you tried to be funny. Yeah, well, I was I was trying <laughs> to be. People got pissed. I was off. trying to be a, in a roundabout way. <laughs> listen, listen, everybody. I'm from the south. I know what cream of chicken is because we make casseroles here in the south, and that's in a lot of our casseroles. So right. I know exactly what it is. I was just trying to make a funny and people. He was, he was trying. He was trying to. Say that cream of chicken soup was semen. No, what I was, what I was, what I was and saying. And you guys didn't get the joke. He didn't want any creamy yeah. chicken. What I was saying was, who would want some cream of a chicken? You know, yeah. I mean, we could put two. And two. We can read between the lines, yeah. Shane. Not everybody could though. Some people were like, "Please tell me." You, have you ever cooked before? Please tell me that you. I was like, I know what it is. I'm and just the answer joking. to that is no. He has Hell no, never I've cooked before. Well, no. My answer to that was, <laughs> my answer to that was, why cook when I can have somebody else do it for me? Ooh. And people didn't like that either. But yeah. it's true. That sounds pretty. Uh, yeah. Misogynistic. <laughs> Don't even bring up that word, you <laughs> bastards. I thought we were beyond this point. No, 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 no. It's on Twitter. It's, it's be there, there forever. forever. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I mean, you cooked for me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I used it was some good food. I didn't use cream of chicken though. I used cream of meat. <laughs> I knew it was coming. That's disgusting, dude. You weren't complaining. <laughs> and, 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 and you time that you time that perfectly because I said, and yeah, it was really good. And <laughs> you suck so bad. That big bold flavor. Yeah. God. Dang it, man. So that's gross. So anyway, so this is getting, back, getting back to the topic. Oh, okay, so there's no impact crater. Here is Joshua with his giggles. So. so there's there's no impact crater there's nothing like that so do you of course whatever it was from was extraterrestrial but it doesn't mean it was it was an alien it was an alien it doesn't mean it was an alien but what do you think you think it was alien of alien origin and if so why would it i think that it See here, here's my thing: is like, all right, so it it created a lot of damage, but it didn't have an impact point, which means that it didn't land or didn't hit the Earth, but it came mm. down aggressively. Okay, so so it got a little too close, right. is what you're saying? Yeah, it was kind of like somebody who it just it it got a little too close to where where it wanted to go, and it was toward the Earth and. What, and, 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 too close. and here, here's a an, sightseeing bus that veered. Okay, yep. that I could see that. And here's another thing too. Like, yeah, there were three casualties, but if you imagine, if it was of alien origin, it could have been a lot worse. Eighty million trees, all of that. Right. It could have been a worse situation. So maybe it was just a uh, maybe a misstep. Cause I, yeah, because I just know. don't think like it doesn't take a big asteroid to wipe out a lot of area at one time so depending on like how big this thing was and like an impact point could have caused a lot more damage i'm I'm just wondering like 
if it was a meteor or something like that, where the hell did it go? Yeah. Like, exactly. where is That's it? That's true. And, and my thing is, like, if you watch, like, you know, your end of days movies with asteroids, I mean, it's not a very big asteroid that comes and kills us. So, like, no, it doesn't thing, take a huge one. Yeah. I mean, like, this thing had to leave something if it was. I think it's got to be like a couple of miles wide, and that's but you know like to, if in if, the world if it's a ship that's using like reverse propulsion and it gets super close, it's still gonna push out, but it's not gonna like yeah like what what are those uh, storms the microburst yeah so like they're they're similar to uh, the damage of what a tornado would cause right. But really, it's just like a microburst. It's like a intense pressure going downward, yeah. which I could see that being the case in what you were talking about with uh, the 80 million trees or whatever. It could have been they, it, the downward burst was so intense and so yeah, quick. Yeah, it was radial. Yeah. Right. So it could have caused that damage. And it Coming was in hot. It was just collateral damage at that point. Yeah, you know? this yeah. was just this was just an alien dad trying to teach his teenager how to drive, and they just almost wrecked. <laughs> there you go. That's that's take a, out a whole planet. Yeah, that is a uh, interesting theory, I guess. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Paranormal Mind Podcast. Um, please go support our new sponsor, Alien Soda Company. For all things out of this world, go shop at aliensodacompany.com. Is that right? Yep. That's right. Aliensodacompany.com and use code SEARCHERS for 10% off. And you can use that code every time at checkout. So please go and show your support, but please use that code so we can track it and we know that... that uh, we're making a difference, right? We're making a difference. We want to show our sponsors that we are uh, sending people their way and we appreciate them as much as they have been supporting us. So go support them. Please uh, go to our Patreon. If you want to be a patron member, go to patreon.com forward slash searchers believe. And until the next episode, searchers out. See ya. I did cuss this time, Dave. Sorry. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs>